You are listening to Withstood, produced by Crossbrand. Welcome back to the Withstood podcast. I am your guest host, Cody Mahaffey. I'm the uh, worship guy here at Crossbrand. And today we have our fourth and final speaker for Horsegate, Chad Glover. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Trying to stay warm. I'm out here. Got snow on the ground in Kansas City. Really? And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Texas transplant up here, so I yeah. know you guys are, are doing right. good, but it's cold up here. Well, we think it's cold here, so we, <laughs> we just don't have snow. Yeah. How much snow do you have right now? No, we, it's just kind of dusted on the ground right now, so right. It's, it's just enough to look pretty but not stay too long. Well, good. So no car accidents today. Not that bad, huh? No, no, it's good. It's good. good. Yeah, so you said that uh, you're a Texas transplant, so you're actually from this area, right? Yeah, yeah. Graduated White House High School. And Uh-oh, Patrick Mahomes. In Texas. That's right. So we're, we're rooting the Chiefs on <laughs> I bet. Super Bowl. Let's yes, go. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, that's cool. So uh, did you start your ministry in this area? I did, yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, – you know, kind of grew up, you know, going to church culturally, much like it's real normal in the South. I always tell people in the South, you get a birth certificate and a Bible, you know, and <laughs> church is kind <laughs> of a so part funny. of what you do. And, That's right. But I really went walking with the Lord, um, but I kind of had gone off and on to some church camps, local churches, Grand Acres Baptist Church there in Tyler. And, yep. and then I went off to college at ETBU. Yeah, and, I saw uh, that you went there. That That's really cool. So Yeah, so sophomore year at ETBU is really when I started following Christ and and that ultimately led to me uh, moving back to Tyler after I graduated mm-hmm. and just serving a local church and then had an opportunity to work part-time at a, at a campus of Green Acres and then that led eventually into a full-time position that took me to Louisiana with another church. Gotcha. And I've been doing okay. doing ministry work ever since. That's awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about your your coming to faith story, your believer story? Were, yeah, you, were you raised yeah. in a Christian home, or how did, how did that transpire? Well, again, it, I would just kind of say sort of. You know, I really believe my mom loves the Lord, um, but just had a real hard time finding her place in the church. And, and my dad uh, really was – he was good at uh, working hard and raising hell. <laughs> and so <laughs> growing up, um, yep. you know, it's yep. kind of the world I lived in, which was um, – it was normal to me. But as I look back, it was, you know, spiritually flavored – Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty inconsistent with like biblical community and discipleship and things like that. Right. It's always kind of believed that there was a God. Um, but as I started getting older and, you know, understanding life a little bit more, um, you know, I, I realized that, you know, um, you know God, he, there was a God, his name's Jesus. He loved me. He died on the cross for me, rose mm-hmm. from the grave. And then he, he wanted me to follow him as the boss, as the Lord. And I knew enough about, Jesus and God to know that I really wasn't following him. You know, I prayed a prayer to receive Christ when I was a boy, was mm-hmm. baptized, but really didn't do anything after that. I think I got worse after that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, always tell people, I, that you know, sounds like my story. You lied better. <laughs> that sounds like my story right there. Yeah, I, I, think, I think most of us kids that grew up in the South got baptized like four times. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, I was just I think I was just a wet center, you know. <laughs> and so uh man, I'm twenty years old now and you know, in college and really I think the disparity grew uh, between what my understanding of God's holiness mm-hmm. 
and then my understanding of my own sinfulness and this disparity grew inside of me. It's like, man, I know I'm not right with God. Right. I know I'm not right. And that happened it's in your college years? Yeah, college yeah. years. And I cried out to the Lord to save me mm-hmm. and uh, and started really following him. You know, it hadn't been perfect since then, but it's been progressive. And sure. and God's really grown me into his likeness. And still got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm walking with the Lord, man. It's amazing. That's incredible. So you mentioned that you moved to Louisiana. So from there, how did you end up in Kansas City? Well, I was doing ministry in Louisiana for about 10 years. And a good friend of mine, a college roommate of mine, uh, he had some um, opportunities up in Kansas City to play baseball. And um, while he's up here playing baseball, he started going to this church. And then after his baseball career ended, uh, he went into ministry that led, led him down to Granbury, Texas. Oh, wow. And he's doing student ministry with this church in Kansas City, calls him. And he goes to work for them. He starts a young adult ministry about two years into the young adult ministry. And they said, hey, you need to hire somebody. So he called me. And he said, hey, do you want to come partner with me up here in Kansas City? And I said, no. And then the Lord said, you made the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> so I called it back a few weeks later. I said, hey, man, hey if you still want me, I'll, I'd love to come. And so we moved up here at the end of 16. And uh, it's just gotcha. been an incredible ride since. And that's, and that, that's the church. Thing. I'm sorry. So that's the church you're at now? Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. That is a yep. huge, I mean, from what I've seen online, that's a huge church. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's been it's been a huge opportunity, and and since I've got here, I've been here about six years. Uh, man, we've done we've been able to do some amazing things. We've we've grown where we're at, and we've also opened up some campuses in the the Kansas City area, and uh, we're um, we're just about to have five campuses, and you know, and wow. so it's just amazing what God's done, and and all that's transpired in the last few years, and so it's really exciting to be a part of the. You know, there's an old quote by Henry Blackaby that said, see where God's at work and joining. Yes. And I just really feel like that's the case where I'm at right now. It's really sweet. That's awesome. I actually uh, went on the website and I pulled up the staff and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to see maybe six people and I start scrolling and then I just start scrolling fast. And I you know, like just swish it and it just keeps going. And I just was <laughs> like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Large, yeah, very large staff. But a lot of that's the different campuses as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, at, it, it takes a lot of a lot of hands, to, you know, uh, yes. to do the work. So, and you're at which campus? Are you at the uh, Lee Summit? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Lee Summit. So, okay. uh, yeah, I, I kind of I have one leg and on on each side of the fence, if that makes sense. So, yeah. one foot I'm planted in the heart of Kansas City, and we're about to open up a cam- uh, campus in downtown Kansas City, and I'll be the campus pastor of that campus. Oh wow! And so we're always. I've been joking that we're dilated to about a four right now. In the baby's coming, <laughs> <laughs> and so that campus will open up Easter. Yeah, and uh, and so I'm leading that campus, and then my other foot is um, is planted really in the the church at large because I serve as a teaching pastor of the church, and mm-hmm. so I, I preach about once a month to all campuses and uh, help give direction to uh, our preaching schedule and and sermons week in and week out, and then I'll deliver a sermon about once a month to everybody. Right. And so did you start out as a pastor there, or was it youth, or what was your original title at this church? Yeah, so I, I started out with our young adults. We have a, a young professional gathering, and so what that means is people in their 20s by, by large. And uh, I started out being the, the, the main communicator, the preaching pastor to uh, those young adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, that ministry has grown 
uh, quite a bit since then. And, um, and I've also had opportunities to grow with the church as well. So that's what brought me up here to, to preach to young, young professionals. And I still do that today. We have a very vibrant young professional ministry that meets on Tuesday nights called paradigm. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I I do most of the, that's where I preach most week in and week out. Okay. So do you do a lot of speaking engagements outside of your church? Yeah, I try to, um, I just try to pace myself and God's called me here to pastor these people. And and, uh, he's also given me opportunities elsewhere. And so, uh, you know, this month of January, I, I had several opportunities to go, you know, here and there uh, from Florida to Branson um, and do some preaching to teenagers and college students. And and then you know, I'll be with you guys preaching to leaders and, and yes. people that are, you know, really taking their next steps and, and leading God's church. And, and then I uh, have a couple of camps this summer. And so, yeah, I kind of do. You know, try not to do too much because if, right. if I'm out there too much, I can't be where God's called me to be. But yes. also want to be out there and, and uh, share God's word when I have the chance as well. That's awesome, buddy. Uh, have you seen the promo video for Horsegate? The clip of I you sure speaking? Have, yeah, it so looks amazing. What exactly were you standing on? I know you're on a table. Were you on like um, <laughs> some books or something? <laughs> no, Every time I watch it, it makes me nervous. I'm like, it's going to fall off yeah. of there. Yeah, those those are coke cans. I, I always like to uh, when I preach. I always like to let people listen with their eyes, and so I always believe if you can see it, then you may be able to remember it a little bit more. Yes, it was so very, we were very cool. Yeah, we're preaching Second Peter, and and uh, there's a list of like you know you got to add to your faith, mm-hmm. virtue, love, and self control, and so each one of those coke cans uh, they represented something different that kind of creates the foundation that we stand on. That's kind of what I was trying to convey. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, will you be standing on anything at Horsegate? <laughs> no, I'm just going to be standing <laughs> on the Word of God, man. You better believe that. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Uh, we're so excited. So let me ask you this question. Um, biggest challenges for church leaders today? What do you think that is? Man, that's a, such a, a great question. And I think the one of the biggest challenges for church leaders today um, is just to continue to operate within the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I think Ephesians five eighteen, Paul tells us to not be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I just really appreciate about um, my pastor is, is that he just quickly reminds us that what what we need the most is just a fresh move of God. And yes. what he says, and I love this, that we need a vision that demands divine intervention hmm. so that we'll stay in a place of desperation. Wow. And, you know, I think that all of the cultural wars that we're going through, and I think all of the, the family struggles that we're going through personally, I think of all of the inadequacies that every leader feels, you know, I don't know enough hmm. medical, or I don't know enough trendy things, or I don't, you know, all of, all of those things. I think the one solution it's really not a book, a podcast, a conference. It's just a fresh outpouring of the person of God. Mm. And uh, so that's the, you know, that's kind of a church answer, but that gives a little bit of color to what I mean by that. We we desperately yeah. need the Spirit of God. Yes, we and, do. And uh, one other thing I'd add to that is I know, <laughs> I know for me, I, I'm a, I'm a pull it up by the boots kind of guy, you know, mm. get her done. And uh, so there's a tendency for me uh, to, to want to prove to God how good of a player I am on his team. 
And I think that God, you know, kind of pats me on the head and just says, hey, this isn't about you getting on the field to perform for me. We've already won the game. Right. I want I want you to invite me uh, to go do the thing that I'm calling you to do with you. I want to be I want to I want to foster dependence. And so that that's what I would say is, it's, you know, one of the biggest struggles leaders are facing is that we just we just tend to forget that. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great word. I want to go back just a little bit because I I meant to ask you about your family, your wife, how many kids you have. Yeah. Well, uh Man, I you know I've got one wife. Praise God, <laughs> we've been married fifteen <laughs> just, years. Just one of those. That's Texas good. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's an East Texas girl. Her name's Chelsea, and uh, and God has given us three beautiful girls, and uh, and so I've got an eleven year old, a nine year old, and a six year old. Oh my gosh! And uh, I am a minority in a sorority man. <laughs> yes, those yes, girls you are. Not anymore. They've taught me more, and God softened me in more ways. And so you know, I think some people need about a you know, 120, 200 grit sandpaper. I needed mm. about a 15 grit. <laughs> Those girls are in. So, oh, man. You've got a rough future ahead of you, son. Oh, I know. And I know. High school so days are going to be rough. I'm saving my money to pay for college and weddings. And, yes. And yeah. baseball bats to beat the boys off and <laughs> exactly. all, all the things. Exactly. That. I had my uncle make me a castrating knife. And, uh, <laughs> My nice. my joke, you know, I've heard about the dad's load, you know, cleaning the gun when the boy comes over. Mm-hmm. I, I've been joking, saying I'm just going to be honing that castrate knife. There you go. <laughs> and just look at him and ask if he knows what this knife's used for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, Kansas City, I don't know if they know what that is, do they? No, well, not not very many of them do. You know, right. you got to kind of get – there's a, there's a cattle community out here, but you got to kind of get to the country a little bit. But, right. yeah. That's great. Well – I don't want to give away, you know, kind of what your topic is or what you're going to be talking about at Horsegate, but do you have any final parting shots that you would like to share uh, maybe about the conference or to the yeah, leaders? Or... I, Go ahead. I think, um, I think you know, whoever's listening to this, um, you know, if, if they're sitting there thinking, man, I don't know if I have time, you know, to come to do this or waffling back and forth or, you know, if they're there kind of having second thoughts about coming, I would just say go. And God will always bless a sacrifice, and he never misses one. And this will be a sacrifice to get with God's people, to be encouraged with God's word, to go do the thing that God wants you to do, and so go. Uh, the other thing I'd say is don't be afraid to invite other people. You know, I think there's been times in my life where, you know, I'll have uh, people that are volunteering at the church, and I feel bad inviting them to go to something like this. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned that when I do, they come back fired up and it was well worth the sacrifice that they get to go to something like this and and they get to gaze clearly at the goodness of God and hopefully be fired up and filled up with the spirit of God to go be one of the best church members they can be. Yes. And uh, so I, I'd say that. And then the last, uh, but, but not least is, um, and I'm, I'm bringing a special word, you know, that morning we're going to kick off with a word of, of encouragement, uh, a word that's going to be hopefully a great reminder of how you can be the leader. Uh, that God's called you to be. Uh, we don't have to assume what, what God wants us to be. Uh, First Timothy is the book I'll be preaching from, and it's like a it's like a little leadership manual in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Paul's writing that letter to young Timothy and says, hey, this is what godly leadership looks like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be sharing some things from that. And so, man, I, I can't wait. Well, this conference has just grown and grown, and we have an incredible 
speaker lineup this year. I'm, I'm, I just can't wait. I'm so excited about it. Have you heard of the uh, comedian that's coming, comedian Nazareth? <laughs> no, I watched. Uh, I watched the clip of him, and so, and that's so good that, that he's a part of the lineup. Yes, you know, uh, I think that's gonna that that you know, hopefully you'll have people. Uh, that enjoy everything, but my fear is that they'll be quoting the committee more than they would anything I had to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, like, hey, that's how it works. <laughs> I did a podcast with him, and he's from California. And so I told him when he gets to the Cowboy Church, he's probably going to gain a whole lot of new content. So. Sure, that's yeah, We won't hold that again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, Chad, thank you so much, man. We're super excited. Can't wait to see you on February 25th. And uh, God bless you. We'll be praying for you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you join us February 25th for our leadership conference, Horsegate. Follow the link in the description for tickets. We look forward to seeing you.